Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It's time for the latest on the Brewers. Bucks. And Packers. With the Fan Afternoon Show. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. It's the Fan Afternoon Show. Sam Sam Schmitz along with Adam Roberts here on a Tuesday afternoon. Broadcasting live from the Lakeland University Studios. Offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. Also, it is Kim and LaVoy Judgment Day on the Fan Afternoon Show. If you've been charged with drunk driving or any other criminal offense, don't take chances. Call the law firm of Kim and LaVoy, Wisconsin's best criminal defense firm. Call 414-257-2100. Or go to KimandLavoy.com. They're your best defense. As I mentioned, it's a Kim and Lavoy Judgment Day. We'll get to that later on at 4 o'clock. Talk a little bit of Green Bay Packers as well. But right now, talking some brewers with you guys. 414-799-1250. You can tweet us at 1250AmTheFan. Not a whole lot to talk about with yesterday's game because obviously the brewers get shut out. Aaron Ashby has a quality start that goes to waste. But at the end of the day, the brewers take 3 of 4 from the Colorado Rockies. We'll talk about that and more with Vinny Rotino of Valley Sports Wisconsin at the bottom of the hour, 3.30. But asking you guys right now, talking about this Brewers offense, which is always the hot topic about this team, would a, would a couple players getting closer, just closer, not you know two or above their career batting averages, would that be just as impactful as the Brewers trading for a bat before the trade deadline? 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. Because at the end of the day, I think when you think about this offense, you realize that a lot of guys are underperforming, and I don't think that's a surprise. I think Toby Altizer brought it up from an outside perspective, a non-Brewers fan, that for some reason, when guys come to the Brewers organization, for some reason, I don't know what it is, maybe it's the offensive philosophy of the organization, but they always underperform their career numbers. And that's especially happening this season with, with the Milwaukee Brewers and a lot of the guys on offense. Now, there is, I will say this, there is a couple, we'll run through the batting averages in a couple minutes, but there is a couple guys who are overperforming. But I think at the end of the day, the reason I'm asking this question to you guys, once again, 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250MTheFan. With a couple players getting close to their career batting average, would be just as impactful as the Brewers trading for a bat. The reason I ask this is I think it's just based on what this trade, trade deadline market is this year. I was talking with Toby Altizer a couple minutes ago, but once again, with this trade deadline market, yeah, there's a Juan Soto on the market and potentially a Shohei Otani. But let's be realistic. Are they probably going to be a Milwaukee Brewer in the next couple weeks? I don't think so. I think it's more realistic, unfortunately, that Juan Soto is probably a St. Louis Cardinal. But 
with the Milwaukee Brewers, I think we all expect David Stearns to go out there and get a bat and probably another pitcher too, but there's no Trey Turner. There's no Javier Baez. There's no Anthony Rizzo. There's no Chris Bryant. Guys who are all-stars all throughout their careers. There's no names like that on the trade deadline market this year. The best you're looking at right now, as far as a realistic fit for the Brewers, is probably a Josh Bell from the Washington Nationals, a Ramon Laureano from the Oakland Athletics who would help your center field problem but also would have years of control. But, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he's pretty much batting the rest of what the Milwaukee Brewers team are right now. It's about a 230 average right now for Ramon Laureano. There's an Andrew Benatendi on the trade market, but he's a, he's a left-handed batter and is also a corner uh, outfielder as well. So the reason I ask this question is because we all expect them to trade for a bat, the Milwaukee Brewers and David Stearns. But I don't think that one bat is going to be enough to make a huge impact on this Milwaukee Brewers offense. So I think it's going to be on top of trading for a guy that you bring in on this Brewers offense. It's going to be on top of that. Also, these guys just stepping it up a little bit and getting closer to who they have been all throughout their careers. Now, looking at the batting averages for this Milwaukee Brewers lineup, based on yesterday's numbers and then obviously some guys that didn't play or are either injured, we'll go through them in a, in a couple minutes here. But once again, 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. We obviously have to start with the leadoff man, Christian Yelich, who we all know is underperforming and has been for years. Christian Yelich, after yesterday, now batting 250. His career batting average is 288. So despite the MVP years and all that, I think there's clearly just if Christian Yelich can at least, we've all been waiting for that clutch hit. We've all been waiting for that go-ahead, you know, clutch RBI or home run, just anything. But unfortunately, all Christian Yelich has been doing, even though he's been improving in the, in the leadoff spot for the Milwaukee Brewers ever since Craig Council moved him up there, but it's not what you're expecting. And clearly, if Christian Yelich can raise that batting average up just a couple more ticks or maybe get, get even closer to 275, that's right around where he has been his whole career, and that would be huge for this Brewers lineup. Willie Adamas, I think we all realize that he's still the fan favorite here in Milwaukee after trading for him last year. He's still hitting home runs like he was last year. But unfortunately, the main thing that I don't think we're really criticizing Willie Adamas about is that, yeah, he's hitting home runs and he's tied for the club lead in home runs. But at the end of the day, he's not getting on base as often as he was last year. He's hitting with the Brewers. He was hitting about 285 last year. His career batting average, Willie Adamas is a 255 hitter this year. Yeah, he's hitting home runs, but he's only got a 218 average. And I realize that batting average at this at this point in time in baseball it's not the end-all, be-all statistic. It's not as impactful as it once was. You want to point to OPS and stuff like that? That's fine with me. But I think when I give you the batting average, we can all universally already tell without getting too deep in the numbers how these guys are performing. If you want to have a good OPS, you got to have at least a decent batting average. So that's why we're using this today. Once again, 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. Andrew McCutcheon, I don't think you can really expect all that much. I think Andrew McCutcheon's been doing pretty much what you were hoping for, if not damn near a little better than what you brought him in for at this age in his career, about 36 years old. Andrew McCutcheon batting 255 this year. His career batting average all, with all that MVP year stuck in there as well, batting about 279 his entire career. So clearly it's still a little bit more improvement for Andrew McCutcheon if he can get back to it. But the one guy in the Spurs lineup from yesterday that is actually overperforming his career batting average is Hunter Renfro, 252. His career batting average is about 238. Now I'll go through the rest real quick so we can get to some of our talking points. We'll take your guys' phone call, 414-799-1250. Rowdy Telez this year batting 230. His career is a 242 hitter. Luis Arias, 225 this year, 236 career hitter. 
Colton Wong, who we'll talk about in a couple more minutes too at about 3.45 after we talk with Vinny Rotino at 3.30. Colton Wong has been striding, might, struggling mighty against lefties. Colton Wong this year batting two thirty eight, his career batting average two sixty. So the reason I'm talking about this is I think when I look at this Brewers lineup from yesterday, yeah, I expect them to probably bring in at least one more hitter. But at the end of the day, it's got to be a combination of, aside from Hunter Renfro, who's overperforming his career numbers, it's got to be a combination of at least like two to three guys on this Brewers offense to really make me change my outlook on this Brewers team, who I think will make the playoffs at the end of the day. They'll be NL Central winners. They'll either be a wildcard team. But as I've said the last couple of weeks, the question isn't, are the Brewers good enough? It's, are they good enough to win in the playoffs? And right now, I would be a little hesitant on that. But if Christian Yelich, let's say Christian Yelich and Willie Damas can get just a little closer to their career numbers, and you throw in a Rowdy Telez, too, who maybe overperforms like Hunter Renfro is this year, and you bring in another bat for the Milwaukee Brewers, that might right there solve your problems and you know be a better solution than having to maybe trade for not just one bat, but two to three bats at the trade deadline next week. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on this before we hit a break. And once again, we'll talk to Vinny Rotino, Ballet Sports Wisconsin, at 3.30 here on the Fan Afternoon Show at 414-799-1250. Let's get out to the phone lines. Let's go to Matt in Menominee Falls. Matt, you're on the fan. Oh, oh, man, that was hard to listen to. And not because <laughs> not because of you, because of the numbers you were putting out there. Yeah. Um, before before I get too into that and really trash the Brewers, um, can we nail down our topic for tomorrow? We're going uh, items you right. want in the wilderness. So for those who are listening and not sure what we're talking about, uh, Bathtub Matt will be joining us for Night's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery. And once again, if you guys want to do Draft Mockery, all you got to do is either tweet us or call us and tell us you want to do it, Dave. And we will be glad to you know, accept your invitation. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to do what you just said. We're going to do things you want when you're stranded in the wilderness. But there's a caveat, caveat, no, no communication devices right. and no vehicles. I'm fine with that. Sure. No vehicles. You can't just be like, uh, yeah, I want a car. Right. I want a you know GPS device and all that, so I can get out of the wilderness. Sounds good. Survival items. I'm looking forward to it, Matt. What do you got? What do you got on the Brewers? I am I'm hot over the Brewers. Um, Hearing you list off all these numbers in the 230s and the 250s, and if like oh Rowdy Telez or uh, Hunter Renfro is overperforming at 255, that is pathetic. I I'm 35. I don't know what happened to all the 300 hitters, but where I come from. A good hitter hit 300, and I haven't seen a Brewers hitter in that ballpark. I mean, do we have one this year? I don't think so. No, I mean, the last time you had a 300 hitter for the Milwaukee Brewers was Christian Yelich winning the batting title in 2019, and then the next closest one was like Lorenzo Cain in that 2018 season. Yeah, so that's completely unacceptable because we are going to get smoked by a team with good pitching in the playoffs, like the Dodgers. I mean, you can't put up one or two runs against the Dodgers, right? and that's I mean, with Clayton Kershaw and, you know, the whole $47 million a person staff over there. But I don't, I don't see how there's any hope unless you bring in – you have to bring in help and you need guys to step up. You need Christian Yelich hitting 325, not 278. You need Rowdy Telez – well, Rowdy Telez has been good, so I don't want to go too far. But you need Andrew McCutcheon hitting closer to 300. Like, he's a little, like, .3 – and, you know, Yelich, if he goes from 255 to 280, that is not going to do a thing in the playoffs. That is right. You, can, you can you can just just kiss those World Series if we don't right. get bats 
and improve. Go ahead. That's my point, Matt, is because at the end of the day, like, yeah, I expect them to bring in a bat, and that'll definitely help, but there's no Superman out here at the trade deadline this this season, unfortunately. So it's going to have to be from, you're going to have to probably look from within if you really want to actually convince fans that you can win series in the playoffs. I don't think it's possible. I, I, I understand. I'm sorry to be, I'm sorry to be so uh, negative, but I think anybody getting their hopes up for the Brewers this year is going to be, it's going to be like the Packers in January. I completely agree. We have a couple callers that have already kind of been on the out, you know, done club yep. and all that from the Milwaukee Brewers. So we'll see. Matt, I am looking forward to tomorrow's draft mockery. Well, it's a Brewer day game tomorrow, so we got to do it a little earlier. We'll probably be in around 3 yeah, 3 45. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be at the game. Oh, um, that might be a problem. I can do it from the game. I, Sam, there is nothing <laughs> that will stop me from this draft mockery. Okay, sounds good. We'll, we'll give you a call. We'll figure it out. Thanks, Matt. See you later. All right, once again, that was Matt, bathtub Matt, by the way. 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. We'll continue to talk about this topic before we get to Vinny Rotino at 3.30. Once again, would a couple players getting close to their career batting average be just as impactful as the Brewers trading for a bat? 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. It is Sam Schmitz along with Adam Roberts here on the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Fan Afternoon Show. Sam Schmitz along with Adam Roberts here with you this afternoon. want to remind you guys this portion of the Afternoon Show brought to you by News Nation, who has a News Nation exclusive. Chris Cuomo sits down with Dan Abrams in his first television interview since leaving CNN. The Chris Cuomo exclusive on Dan Abrams Live tonight at 9 to 8 central on newsnation.go to newsnationnow.com slash join us to find News Nation on your television provider. Once again, talking brews with you guys here, 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 and the fan. Just because I don't think there's that one bat out there at the trade deadline that's going to be essentially that superhero that you're looking for to save this Brewers offense and kind of put the fear in other teams. I think at the end of the day, you're probably going to have to trade for one bat, and then on top of that, it's going to have to be internally just about two to three other guys, aside from Hunter Renfro, stepping up in this Brewers offense to kind of put them over the edge. So talking with you guys, 414-799-1250, before we get to Vinny Rotino here in a couple minutes from Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Would a couple players getting close to their career batting averages be just as impactful as the Brewers trading for a bat? Once again, 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. John on Twitter says, sure, but what ev- evidence do we have from that these guys turned around this season? No one has really gotten, quote, hot for more than a couple games. There's no consistency at all in this lineup. And... Uh, Bernie's mustache followed that up by saying it's hypothetical and if that's the case then that unfortunately is what happens to this Brewers offense and nobody aside from Hunter Renfro or Hunter Renfro all of a sudden starts regressing again if that's the case guys unfortunately it's going to be maybe the same thing that you saw from the Milwaukee Brewers in the playoffs last year where yeah they look like this great team they win the NL Central and all that but as soon as they hit another great team in the playoffs like the Atlanta Braves all of a sudden those bats might go quiet and that might be the end for the Brewers season so at the end of the day, it's going to have to be a couple guys that are doing better than what they're doing right now on this Brewers lineup, aside from who you're bringing in essentially at the trade deadline if you want to get that Brewers offense over the edge. And Plant and the Cat Lady, interesting Twitter handle there, on Twitter says, if Yelch could, be, if Yelch could produce what he did in Miami, the Brewers will be unstoppable. And to begin the season, before when Rami was on the afternoon show and we were talking about our preseason predictions and all that, we were kind of hoping for Christian Yelich to, just to at least be Miami Marlins' silver slugger Christian Yelich. At this point, I'm not expecting Christian Yelich to be an MVP at any other point in his career. At this point, if you give me, like, let's say 285 and about a 800 OPS, which is what his silver slugger stats were in Miami, 
when we talk to David Sampson, he still thinks he's capable of getting back to those numbers. That's what we're talking about as far as just a couple guys. They don't have to be, you know, second-half all-stars and all of a sudden put their names into potential MVP considerations. No, that's not what we're saying at all. It's just right now, Christian Yelch is batting 250. His career average, he's a 288 hitter. If he can get at least close to 288 and a couple other guys step up along with a guy that you bring in at the trade deadline, that goes a mile for this Brewers offense, and that might be enough to make them a legit threat in the NL. Adam? Well, I hope that's the case, and I also hope for you, Sam, that I remember uh, earlier this season you told me you were compiling a list of people who had slandered Yelich. Yeah. It's been a rough year since you told me you were making that list. It is. Now, if this happens and he's able even to just get his average over the next month to, you know, he's like in the 250s right now, like you said, if he can get it anywhere to near, you're talking like close to his career average, I'd be happy at this point just hitting, and sad to say for a guy who's making as much as he is, 265. Right. Something like that. You only got to get it at 0.1 percentage up well point one would be in three sixty, so not quite that, but you you get what I mean. Yeah, about a two eighty hitter is what Christian Yelch was in Miami when he won the Silver Slugger and before he became an MVP. And the list that you were talking about, Adam, it's even I'm getting to the point where I can't defend Christian Yelch because the thing, yeah, he's doing well in the leadoff spot ever since they moved him up there. But the thing with Christian Yelch right now is that there's no there's no clutch hitting him. Every time that there's a big moment that Christian Yelch could actually make an impact on the game, unfortunately. He's not doing it. I think the only thing that he has close to a clutch hit this season wasn't even a hit. It was a sacrifice fly against the Philadelphia Phillies on Sunday mm-hmm. night baseball. If they don't score that run, or if he doesn't drive in that run, they don't win that game. So, I mean, it's it's just it's frustrating. I'm, I'm to the point where I can't even defend Christian Yelich at this point. Something's got to you know happen. He's got to step up a little bit. But like you were talking about, I mean, that's that was my preseason prediction. If he can just get back to those Miami Marlins numbers, not even, you know, 2018, 2019 Christian Yelich with the Milwaukee Brewers, that Miami Marlins silver slugger Christian Yelich is still good enough, and that's a huge impact for this Brewers offense. So. I, w- I was thinking about something while you were bringing this topic up. So earlier this morning, Tim Allen joined Bart on our morning show, and one of the things that they were talking about before we get to Vinny, I just wanted to mention is that they were saying how recently for this Brewers team, not just this year, but years since basically 2018, there has not been a person on the lineup that comes up to the plate and everyone going, or everyone in the crowd's going, oh boy, this is the guy. What's going to happen now in a good way? Like, what are we about to see? Is he going to hit a double? Is he going to hit a triple? Is he going yard? There hasn't been anybody like that for the last three or four years. And certainly no one on this current roster inspires fans to wonder, all right, how are they going to get on base with this one? It's just a matter of will they or won't they, and usually it's they won't. So to answer the point of our question for this hour, which was would you prefer batting averages over getting another batter, I don't know. No, it's it's do you prefer oh. batting averages getting back to career norms and just back to par and bringing in that bat that we all assume David Stern is going to get? Okay. Because like I said, there's no there's no Superman at the trade deadline this, this season. You're not going to get a Juan Soto probably, unfortunately. I hate to break your fan, you know, Hate to break your hearts, Brewers fans, but it's probably not going to happen. So we'll talk about agree. we'll talk about this a little more when we bring it back for pick a lane at five o'clock in the fan afternoon show. But do want to take a break? We'll get to Vinny Rotino from Valley Sports Wisconsin. We'll talk about this Aaron Ashby's extension, Ethan Small coming back up, and a whole lot more. Talking Brewers with Vinny Rotino next year on the fan afternoon show. Welcome back to the fan afternoon show. Sam Schmitz along with Adam Roberts here with you this afternoon. Got a lot to talk about with the Milwaukee Brewers, and none of them do do it better than with Vinny Rotino 
from Valley Sports Wisconsin. And you can also find him occasionally on the Lockdown Brewers podcast on your Odyssey app. We get out to the great Midwest Bank hotline and bring in Vinny Rotino. Vinny, thanks for the time. How are you doing this afternoon? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How's it going? Doing well. And before we get to all this Brewers talk and Aaron Ashby's extension and stuff like that, do want to talk about you getting back into the TV broadcast booth with Brian Anderson along next to you. I can say, Vinny, along with myself and a lot of callers here at the fan, that you did get a lot of you know positive feedback. So it was good to hear from you, and you did really well, man. It was very entertaining to listen to you along with B.A. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, B.A. Uh, kind of taking me under his wing a little bit, and um, I, I, I've worked really hard to try and get good at the broadcasting thing, and I, I know i got a long ways to go. I really appreciate the compliment. I had a lot of fun doing it with B.A. in San Francisco. Yeah, no problem. And hopefully you get a couple more shots at it all throughout the season, but we also talked about it, too. Uh, Adam Roberts is telling me, too, from Sunday's game that we did see on Valley Sports Wisconsin, we saw a Vinny Rotino jersey as well in the crowd. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, there's the one fan walking around Wisconsin that has that pinstripe uh, <laughs> right <laughs> jersey back from 2007, probably. So, uh, yeah, that was cool to see. I actually saw that too. Nice. So once again, talking with Vinny Rotino from Valley Sports Wisconsin, former Brewer as well. You can find him on the Locked On Brewers podcast. Vinny, obviously, we want to get into this first series against the Colorado Rockies after the second half, but I do want to talk about the Aaron Ashby extension that was on Saturday. I mean. In my opinion, I, I love the extension just because Tim Allen, the host of the Gene Wagner Plumbing postgame show here on The Fan, him and I, we are just over the moon on Aaron Ashby. We're buying all the stock that we can on him just because we know with that stuff that he has and his, his whole arsenal that he is going to be a problem. And realistically, like when we were talking about it yesterday, we were like, does this say anything about Brian Woodruff or Corbin Burns' future with the Brewers? I said, not really. This is just kind of insurance for the Milwaukee Brewers and this is what they have to do if they want to keep young arms like that what were your thoughts on the Ashby extension I love the extension I'm with you guys I mean look the stuff is off the charts elite he gets both swing and miss strikeouts and he gets a ton of ground balls and to get both is very rare from a starting pitcher um he's got the the sinker at 97 miles an hour I mean that's absolutely unheard of we've even seen him up to 99 miles an hour from the left side He's just going to continue to get better, right? I mean, he's he's pretty much still a rookie. I mean, last year he came up. I mean, this is his first year really getting into the rotation, um, at, you know, from, from the get-go. And he's been doing a great job. Luckily, he got past that scare with that forearm. And I think as a player, I mean, he signs the extension, giving him a little bit of insurance. But at the same time, the Brewers got an absolute bargain. If this kid stays healthy – which there's there's no indication that he won't. I mean, it's a little bit funkier delivery, right, from a starting pitcher, but he is hyper-mobile. He's extremely a, a mobile mover. I mean, really flexible. Um, and so I, I do think it'll hold up. And I just love the kid and how, how poised he is out on the mound. I mean, 24 years old. If you would tell me he's 24 years old, I think absolutely not, no way. I mean, he, he makes adjustments in the game. He makes adjustments from start to start. I love this extension, and yeah, it's going to extend the Brewers' window a little bit from the standpoint they have Freddie Peralta and Aaron Ashby now under control, and those two guys are going to continue to get better. Right, and you bring up a good point about just being patient with him, because I think of a lot Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. A lot of Brewers fans, if they just look at his numbers with the 438 ERA, and just kind of the ups and downs that he's gone through ever since he rejoined the rotation this year. I think a lot of Brewers fans are like, why did you give this guy an extension? But you're right. you got to be patient with him because you have to be patient based on what you saw with Corbin Burns and stuff like that. Like the Brewers can just, they're, they're so yeah. good at developing these pitchers and just tweaking one thing. But I think before we dive into the offense, another guy that I think is going to be, you got to be a little patient before you actually see what he's actually capable of is Ethan Small, who is making his second career start for the Milwaukee Brewers tonight. I mean, I don't really know. I, I was kind of talking with Tim Allen again, once again, last night, and we were kind of saying, you know, we're not expecting much from Ethan Small, just about maybe, you know, four innings, hopefully four to five runs or less given up. I mean, what are you kind of expecting from Ethan Small in his, his second major league start? Yeah, I mean, uh, look, he really struggled in AAA after he went down after that uh, major league debut. Um, he He then figured it out a little bit, it sounds like, in July down there where he was throwing a little bit better strikes. He was getting some outs in the zone, and that's going to be the key for him moving forward is whether or not he can get outs in the zone. He's kind of relied on in his career up until this point in the minor leagues of getting chase and getting guys to expand the zone, go outside the zone, and that's how he's been getting those strikeouts and swing and miss and ability to stay off the barrel. Major league hitters will do that maybe one time through the order, and then they're going to make a really quick adjustment on the guy. And so I think that's what we need to see from him. We don't need to see him go out and throw a complete game shutout. That's really not what we need to see from him. We need to see whether or not he's able to make an adjustment from that last time out. And even from the the month of June that he really struggled in AAA, if he's able to come up, make those adjustments, get out in the zone, you know, really execute that fastball to the edges and to the top of the zone, and then that will allow that changeup to play better in the zone. So that's what we're looking for. That's what I'm looking for. I'm not really expecting him to go, um, you know, a complete game shutout whatsoever. I'm just I'm hoping for five, good five innings, and, and uh, hand it over to the bullpen. Once again, talking with Racine Native, former Milwaukee Brewery, host on Valley Sports Wisconsin and host on Locked on Brewers as well, Vinny Rotino. You can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Rotino. One more thing with Ethan Small. I mean, if he is serviceable enough tonight, if everything goes well enough, do you think the plan is that they give him maybe, you know, two to three more starts before Freddie Peralta hopefully comes back in mid-August to be that fifth starter in the rotation? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be up to Ethan Small right now whether or not he's going to stick around, like you said, until um, Freddie Peralta does come back. Uh, If he struggles, they'll probably 
try someone else because look, what you cannot have is a guy that goes out and pitches an inning or an inning and a third that absolutely blows up your bullpen for, for a week. Right. And that's the impact that it has. We saw the San Francisco giants really struggle with that just because they didn't have starting pitchers that uh, really could go deeper in the game in that fifth spot. So that's what the Brewers are looking for. They're looking for a guy in that fifth spot that can get, you know, five innings, four and a, four and a third, four and two thirds would be absolutely great. Um, if they could get that from Ethan Small. So if he does that, I think he'll stick around until Freddie Peralta comes back. Now, we've talked for a couple of minutes about the young, exciting arms in the Brewers uh, system and all that, but I think the thing that everybody always wants to talk about with this Brewers team is obviously the offense. And, man, I, I don't think for as a Brewers fan, you could really ask for a better start to the second half of the season than this series against the Colorado Rockies. I know they got shut out last night, but you'll take three out of four from them. And what really stood out to me, Vinny, from after Sunday's game was what Andrew McCutcheon and Hunter Renfro were talking about in the locker room to the reporters that they actually admitted to the reporters that they, they're trying to get, they got together and they're trying to pretty much take whatever the other team is giving them. They're not trying to do too much. I mean, if that can carry over throughout the rest of the second half of the season, we all know how good this Brewers team can be in the second half under Craig council since 2018. I mean, that kind of changes my outlook a little bit. If they can pretty much do this, the rest of the second half, I don't know how you feel about if you, yeah, it's one thing to talk to talk, but they're actually walking the walk based on this one series. Yeah, no, I mean, well, first of all, just, just getting that Hunter Renfro home run when they were down, um, they were down to their last strike basically. And that would have been a huge loss that first game coming back after the all-star break Hunter Renfro hits that home run. So you still need to continue to get home run, you know, hit home runs. You know, there's a lot of talk about this team relying on the home run. This team will go as far into the playoffs as far as they can, like what you just said, make the adjustments in in order to take what the opposing team is giving them, not try to hit the home run. If there's a, if there's a starter on the mound, that's absolutely dealing that day. Like, like Kyle Freeland did last night. I mean, that's an example where they didn't necessarily take what the pitcher was giving them. But if they have that mindset, though, that that's what they're going to do, they're going to have quality at bats and they're going to battle. They're not going to strike out and they're just going to take what the pitcher gives them. Yes, this offense will go and they will hit their home runs and they will slug, but they will also be on base. And that's the key. They got to get continue to get on base in front of some of the bigger sluggers in the lineup, like Willie Adamas, Rowdy Telez and Hunter Renfro. And even Andrew McCutcheon, the way he's swinging the bat lately, as long as they can do that, I think this offense will go and they will go deep into the playoffs. They continue to have that mindset. Once again, talking with former Brewer and host on Valley Sports Wisconsin, Vinny Rotino here on the Fan Afternoon Show. Just a couple more here for you, Vinny, before we let you go. Um, You were talking about Kyle Freeland having the game, probably his best outing of his 2022 season. And unfortunately, as, as we were talking about the the assurance of this offense from this series, the unfortunate thing that kind of popped its ugly head back up was the struggles against the left-handed pitchers. I believe now they're 26th in the league and batting against left-handed pitchers, like a 222 team average. I mean, do you think, I know that's why they're probably keeping Pedro Severino on the roster, but do you think there's really a solution within this team that could hopefully get them over the edge against that left-handed pitching struggle? Uh, it's so frustrating to watch because I don't really have an answer for this question, but like, Andrew McCutcheon hammers lefties. He's done so his entire career. In fact, last year, he may have been the best bat against left-handed pitchers in all of baseball. He was certainly in the top five. You have Andrew McCutcheon, who you got to believe is going to – he's swinging the bat really well right now, and he's swinging the bat well against lefties lately. And then you have a Mike Brasso, who's like one of the better 
hitters against left-handed hit pitchers in all of baseball. He's got an OPS of around a thousand, meaning OPS meaning on base percentage plus slugging percentage. So he's getting on base and he's slugging against left-handed pitchers. So, you know, you do have guys that can do it. You, you mentioned Pedro Severino. You wish that a guy like Keston here, I know he's in AAA, could figure it out and not have reverse splits against lefties. But I don't really have like a definitive answer whether or not this team is going to figure it out against left-handed starters. It's it, it just, it's a little bit perplexing to be honest because they do have some right-handed bats in the lineup that can hit and they should be able to hit against lefties where the ball is coming into them and not away from them like right-handed sliders go away from a right-handed hitter so that one's a little bit troubling right so maybe they go out and and acquire someone on on the on the market uh to help them out with that but i just don't know that i i love any of the names out there right now considering what they would have to give up no i don't blame you i think at the end of the day it just kind of boils down to a couple guys on this offense like you said andrew mccutcheon who's batting 230 against lefties and uh, Hunter Renfrew, who's batting 222 against lefties this year. I think it's just based on those guys and maybe a couple more stepping up. But that kind of leads us into what we were talking about before we had you on here is that there's clearly no Superman on this at this trade deadline market, aside from Juan Soto, who probably isn't going to be a Milwaukee Brewer, unfortunately. But there's really no you know Trey Turner, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez on this trade market like, it were, like there was last year. And we were kind of talking about would – Bring in one back because we all hear, you know, the Ramon Laureanos, the Andrew Benatendis and stuff like that. So I assume the Brewers will maybe try to make a move for somebody like that. But on top of that, I don't think there's really that Superman out there at the trade deadline that's going to put this Brewers offense over the edge. Do you think just a couple of these guys, along with the left-handed struggles, but just getting back to their career batting averages, do you think that would make a huge impact for this team? I think if this group, they have the talent to do it, they have the group to do it, I don't see bringing anybody in. You mentioned some of the guys that you mentioned. Those those would be upgrades a little bit, right? But I don't I don't see anybody that they don't already have basically, right? They don't have guys. They have guys with potential to to be productive offensive players, and they just they just haven't been consistent. If you could acquire a guy that's slump proof, right, like a Juan Soto or a Trey Turner type of a guy that doesn't slump and just gives you is just a hitter with the ability to drive the ball out of the ballpark. I mean, those guys are unicorns right now. I mean, there's like 10 guys in the big leagues that do both, right? And, and you know, five of them are on the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's very difficult to pinpoint a name that's really going to put them over the edge. Juan Soto would be that guy. You'd have to probably give up Jackson Chirio, Bryce Terang, Joey Weimer. I mean, Sal, Sal Freelick, you'd probably have to, that's probably starts the conversation for the Washington Nationals. Are you willing to leverage the future to to do that? I, I don't think I am. I don't think the Brewers are. Uh, I don't think the front office is. So it's um it's uh, a problem that you know that they're going to have to just figure it out internally. That's my opinion. At I think that's what they're probably going to do. Once again, talking with Vinny Rotino from Valley Sports Wisconsin and Locked On Brewers here on the Fan Afternoon Show. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Vinny Rotino. Just two more here for you, Vinny. Tim Allen brought up something interesting last night in our postgame show when it comes to Christian Yelich because obviously ever since he got moved back up to or back into the leadoff spot for the Brewers, he's obviously been performing better than he has been recently. But I think the last thing that we're kind of waiting for as Brewers fans is that clutch hit from Christian Yelich. And Tim Allen brought something up, and I want to get your thoughts on it because we'll probably talk about it later on tonight too. He was thinking, well, if you move Christian Yelich back up to the leadoff spot to get him going, 
would you be opposed to sending him back down to the, let's say, fifth spot in the lineup to hopefully get that run production going? He's not saying to do it now, but if the offense gets stale in the next couple of weeks, I don't know, would you be willing to move Christian Yelich down to the fifth spot, or do you want to keep him there in that leadoff spot in the lineup? I, I think the best thing for the team is to keep Christian Yelich in the leadoff spot. And I say the team with emphasis is because, you know, he, he is a guy that is proven at this point to be consistent at that leadoff spot and getting on base and having productive at-bats. When he's down in the order, I just feel like, and I don't know this for sure, but like it just looks like he puts a little too much pressure on himself to produce those runs, to hit, to you know, to slug, to hit home runs, to drive in, to drive in runs. I, I just think he's putting too much pressure on himself to do so. I think he's found a little niche. I think he's found his uh, role on the team in that leadoff spot to get on base, I, I think you keep him there just because kind of a, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of an idea. You don't want to kind of kick a, you know, what's the, what's the term? You don't want to kick a sleeping, whatever dog or something. I don't know. Sleeping bear or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know you what you're saying. <laughs> Those things. But yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I would keep him at the leadoff spot. Sounds good. One, one last thing for you, Vinny. You mentioned him just a couple minutes ago. We had just heard that the Brewers' top prospect, Jackson Trujillo, got promoted to high A with the, with, with the Wisconsin Timber Allers. So kind of exciting if you're in the Appleton area, if you're a Brewers fan. I mean, last time we had you on, we were talking about would any of these prospects to you be untouchable? You brought up Trujillo, you brought up Freelick, and I believe Weimer as well. But I don't know, man. If I can get up to Appleton, I haven't seen much of Jackson Trujillo, but based on his numbers and just how young this guy is, I'm very excited. It's been a while since I've been excited about a Brewers prospect here in the organization. Yeah, if you guys get an opportunity, no matter what corner of the state you're in, if you're a Brewer fan, get to Appleton and watch this kid play and try and get his autograph. I mean, really, it's <laughs> it's a special player. I mean, it's a it's a special player. I mean, he we're, we're talking about um, all all the tools he can run, he can hit, he can hit for power. I mean, he's 18 years old, right? So they're talking about comping him to a, a Ronald Acuna Jr. type of a talent, and, and that's a pretty special thing, right? So, you know, go watch him play, and then go, and then now you'll have at age 18 a little snapshot of what he looked like, and then you'll watch him develop into an all star or better at the major league level going forward. That is Vidi Rotino, the Racine native, former brewer, analyst for Valley Sports Wisconsin, and host occasionally of Friend of Show, Dominic Catroni of Lockdown Brewers, which you can find in your Odyssey app. Vinny, thank you so much for the time, and I'm sure we'll be talking after the trade deadline. Of course, anytime. Thanks. That is Vinny Rotino, and he joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe, and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience the state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Also, never miss a moment from the fan again with the free Odyssey app. You can download the fan afternoon show and listen whenever and wherever works best for you. And once again, if you download that Odyssey app and you listen to our podcast and stuff like that, you can also listen to Bart Winkler's gorgeous Night's Gourmet Popcorn theme song as we podcast that separately every day. So make sure to download the free Odyssey app and make sure to download the fan afternoon show wherever you get your apps. We'll continue to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers, especially that left-handed struggle that we were talking about with Vinny Rotino just a couple minutes ago before we dive into some Packers talk. But after the break, we have an NFL free agent signing that might be uh, pertaining to what Packers fans were hoping for. So we'll talk about that after the break. It is the Fan Afternoon Show with Sam Schmitz and Adam Roberts here on 1250 AM The Fan. I never know when to come back from these bumpers because like, sometimes the songs are so good. You know what I mean, Adam? You like Faith No More? 
I, well, I mean, it's like you can't – I don't want to interrupt the guy when he's singing, you know? But anyways, it is the Fan Afternoon Show. Sam Great Schmitz song. along with Adam Roberts and with you this afternoon. want to remind you guys that this portion of the Afternoon Show is brought to you by News Nation, who has a News Nation exclusive. Chris Cuomo sits down with Dan Abrams in his first television interview since leaving CNN. The Chris Cuomo exclusive on Dan Abrams Live tonight at 9 to 8 Central on News Nation. Go to newsnationnow.com slash join us to find News Nation on your television provider. As I teased before the commercial break, right as we were getting Vinny Rotino on, we had an NFL free agent signing that I know Packers fans have been kind of talking about um, adding to the wide receiver room, but unfortunately he is off the market and he is not a Green Bay Packer. Julio Jones, the longtime Atlanta Falcons wide receiver who haunted Ladarius Gunter in the NFC Championship game that I promise I'll never talk about again, hopefully, and then went to the Tennessee Titans last year but was just constantly dealing with injuries. Julio Jones has signed a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, according to Adam Schefter. The soon-to-be 45-year-old Tom Brady now will have a chance to throw to the 33-year-old Julio Jones along with Mike Evans, uh, I believe they got Russell Gage, too, from the Atlanta Falcons as well. So you lose Rob Gronkowski, but I'm sure they'll try to find a way to utilize Julio Jones, even though he's constantly dealing with injuries. But you'd know damn well that Tom Brady is going to be finding a way to get Julio Jones the ball. And once again, breaking news on the fan is brought to you by the Beat the Streak podcast, getting an inside edge on how to win the $5.6 million prize every day of this baseball season. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. I had something else interesting, um, but I – Actually, I'm thinking as this is happening live, I actually want to save this. It concerns the Marlins, but it's baseball. So let's uh, stay with football in Florida. Right, because, I mean, the thing is, I want to talk about this Julio Jones signing because I know a lot of Packers fans. I Look, I myself, like, I grew up with a lot of um, fans in my friend group that are fans of other teams like Steelers and all that, and I would constantly be defending why Julio Jones is better than Antonio Brown, even though the numbers didn't show it. So I've been kind of a Julio Jones truther all my life. But at this point, before the offseason began, I knew that even if Julio Jones became a free agent, I'm sorry, at this point in his career, I didn't want to take a gamble on him with all the injuries, even though I've been clamoring for the Packers to get a number one wide receiver after losing Devontae, even though I, I believe in Christian Watson, I believe in Romeo Dubs and Alan Lazard stepping up. But at the end of the day, I did want somebody else still to you know kind of carry the bridge before Christian Watson figures it out. But even myself, I didn't want to take a shot on Julio Jones unless you could give him, like, the vet minimum, which probably would have been the time to do it now. But, man, now the the fact that he goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like I said, you know Tom Brady and that Tampa Bay team, they're going to find a way to utilize Julio Jones, even though we realize he still doesn't really have the speed. He's a big red zone target at the end of the day. He'll go along with Mike Evans, Russell Gage, and then Chris Godwin will, I assume, eventually come back later on the season because Chris Godwin, their other wide receiver, the other stud, aside from Mike Evans for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he unfortunately suffered the ACL injury late in the season, so you figure he's going to be coming back. They lose Rob Gronkowski, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they did bring in Kyle Rudolph, kind of a little sneaky signing a couple days ago. It's just, you know, when somebody goes to one of these teams that you know damn well that they're going to produce at the end of the day, like it just makes you frustrated as a Packer fan, even though we all probably knew that if you signed Julio Jones, he was going to get injured at the end of the day. Now, of course, if you are of the fantasy football persuasion, this is very interesting. Julio and Tom Brady. Julio always, I thought, got pretty good fantasy numbers for a wide receiver. And uh, with this signing, that figures those numbers will probably be decent if he's going to be a primary target. 
I don't know about a primary target for Julio Jones. You were talking about fantasy football. I unfortunately had him in pretty much all my leagues last year, thinking that uh, you know Tennessee Titans would hopefully unlock him. But like I said, he, he just struggled to stay on the field. And then on top of that, it took because he missed pretty much the entire preseason with Ryan Tannehill. They didn't have a chemistry, and it took them a while to kind of like figure it out. And then on top of that, you're dealing with the injuries, and then. I don't know, man. You were only getting like, you know, two to three catches a game for like 35 yards and like hopefully a touchdown with Julio Jones. I think it's going to be the same thing, but we all know Tom Brady's obviously a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. Exactly. I think you'll get more consistency right off the bat with him. I don't think he'll be a quote-unquote top target. I think it'll be still Mike Evans and Russell Gage will be that, you know, uh, possession receiver Mm. aside that what Chris Godwin was. That's accidentally slammed my phone. Um, But I think at the end of the day, like, I mean, Julio Jones is a really damn good three right now along with Mike Evans and Russell Gage like I said I think if anything you're probably looking at the same kind of numbers last year at the Tennessee Titans where Julio Jones probably gets three to four catches a game and like he'll probably get way more touchdowns than he did last year because Tom Brady I know will definitely target Julio Jones Um, but we'll see I mean this isn't the first time and he's not Randy Moss at this point in his career like he was when he went to the New England Patriots but Tom Brady's going to find a way to get Julio Jones the ball, and it's probably going to be more efficient than what he was going to do on most other teams. So I, it's it's a career move-wise, it's a good move for Julio Jones, aside from maybe joining the Packers. But I know this kind of frustrates a lot of Green Bay Packers hearing that Julio Jones is signing a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, according to Adam Schefter, because we all believe in Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, all these other guys, along with Al Lazard, Randall Cobb, and hopefully – it's, it's kind of funny. You have Sammy Watkins on the team who's kind of the same thing as Julio Jones at this point in his career who's just, you know he can be a guy but just cannot stay on the field. So it would have been interesting to see if Julio Jones decided to join the Packers and uh, if he could have stayed healthy and what Aaron Rodgers could have done with him. But unfortunately, hopefully if you get back to the NFC Championship game as the Green Bay Packers, you, you don't see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because at that point, Chris Godwin might be back for the Buccaneers and that's a, that's a lethal wide receiver scary. group aside from what they had in Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski along with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin a couple years ago. So, we'll t- We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.